doing? Adam. We're back. We're always back. Happy Pokemon weekend day. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make sense. But happy Pokemon weekend launch. Happily, happy Legends Arceus release weekend. It came out on Friday and it is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Anyone who says it's bad is just wrong and don't respect their opinion, please, because it is so good. We had a bit of a worry there on Friday, remember, when uh, we were getting reports from others about the delivery date. So here's what happened. I obviously pre-ordered the game because I'm a massive Pokemon fan. Always have been. I pre-ordered it, a physical copy, for the first time since probably I've been in university. Fourth year now, by the way. Because I'm like, I want a physical copy of Legends Arceus. It's supposed to be this big breath of fresh air. We'll get to hockey in a minute. You're going to listen to people. We have control, unless you skip 30 seconds at a time, which you can do. But anyway, so I notice on the 27th, not until 7 p.m., I have this thing of it's out of sorting facility. So I'm already worried. I'm refreshing this one o'clock of the Friday AM. Friday keeps going, keeps going. It's in transit. Now, if you know anything about tracking and stuff, and I've previously worked for a logistics company doing part-time stuff in warehouses and helping my mom with deals with claims. And I've also done stuff to do with pre-calls for delivery. I know in transit doesn't mean anything. I needed to say out for delivery. And the estimated day of delivery was the Friday as it freaking should have been. If you know anything about gains, by the way, the copies have been in warehouses for weeks now. Weeks. People get them early. Weeks. They've been ready, these games. I call here later who it's coming through via GameStop. And I'm like, what's going on here? You may get it tomorrow. You may get it Monday. We don't know because they don't live on Sundays, apparently. I wake up first thing on Saturday and I call Pure later again. You're getting it Monday. So I say, do you know what? I don't care anymore. When I get the physical copy, I looked up all the return policies for GameStop. I'm going to get it. I'm going to freaking return it because I want to play this game. I've been looking forward to this game the moment the release trailer came out. It most hyped Pokemon game in years. And I'm not exaggerating. Happily, it all works out. I don't have to do that because my brother's fiance's birthday has just happened and she wanted to get Legends RCs, but she's like, ah, I don't want to get it. You know, try and like save the money. And I'm like, what? No, no, that's not going to happen. So we're going to give her uh, my physical copy. And she's going on a thing, a business trip to BC soon. So she'll have that. Uh, Wait, does she thing. know, though? Does she know? Does she, uh, yeah, we called her. Oh, like, we called her and my brother okay. last night. Oh, okay. And we okay. just like, oh, chatting okay. about. And my mom's like, ah, oh, so Scott, my good older brother, Scott has been playing the Pokemon game. And then Scott let it slip. And, and then we're like, oh, you can have it. And she was really, really happy. So that's nice. So oh, nice. in conclusion, it all worked out. It started out with Pokemon as the main focus here was good guy Adam story. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's like it's funny. Daniel texted us in the group chat. He's like, hey, Adam, happy Pokemon Day. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it because friends of mine had, are getting it till Tuesday. And I didn't have it yet. And I just freaked out in the chat. And I think you're Alex broken. went like, Daniel, you just broke out. I asked Daniel, who did they ship it with? What are their order statuses? I need to know. Imagine if you didn't get the game and you had to watch that game last night. Like today's episode just would have been absolute terror. You would have been on an absolute rampage. No question. Man, I'm going to be in a few moments. We'll open the show (laughs) talking about the Habs and the Oilers. Yeah, and we'll get to the Evander Kane stuff later. I don't. I don't. I don't like giving him. First off, I think the broadcasts were disgusting last night about how much they were crediting Evander Kane. I thought they shall be ashamed of themselves. To be honest, I wasn't Uh, sure if Evander Kane scored. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, you, you really, oh, it wasn't like every five minutes or like this is his ice time and that. Let's ignore the off ice stuff because he's now on the Canadian team. I, that's, biggest that's thing I heard. Play by play guys. Biggest thing I heard. As a reminder, the last time he played was May 12, 2021. No, he professional. Yeah, yeah. In the NHL. In the NHL. Yeah, in the, NHL. He, the last time he played a pro game was in the AHL in December. Yeah. Hmm. And then he shows up, plays McDavid. He's we'll get to Kane later, though. Even but legit. Okay. Disgusting stuff from the broadcast. And I'm willing to put that on a platform that if I put a resume on, I was disgusted by it. Um, it was like, oh, here's Evander Kane. He's playing so well, smile on the face. And here's the swagger. I think the only mention, person to mention this could go wrong was Kevin BX in passing. Um, but, you know, that, that's great. But Hockey Day in Canada, Scarborough. Woo! Anyway. <laughs> Love seeing Michael Bunting, the Scarborough guy. We're going to get to that later. It's on the East End all, where you are, Adam. Ooh, it was, yeah, well, I'm in Pickering. I'm the neighbor, technically. Anyway, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go search out hometown hockey versions of... No, no. Okay. You're going to hear a lot from me to start. I'm sorry, but get, get over it. It's our show. I'm one of the voices here. Okay. Last night, the Montreal, I love how Alex is now put his hand because he knows, he knows. The Montreal Canadiens, they're, they've obviously, they're last in the league. They're disgusting. They've won a single game in 2022. By the way, if broadcasters can't get creative enough, did you know they went to the cup final last year? Yeah, we know that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the biggest thing in Canada. Shut up. Remember the Niagara Falls and the CN Tower were Habscully? It was great. Yeah, we remember. Now the team is falling apart. They go Saturday night, their first home game. Since that win against Philly. Philly. Last year. I know that was a couple of months ago, but so you know what I mean? <laughs> last year. Yeah. First game home with the road trip. And you let 6-3 happen. The Oilers humiliate you 6-3 at home. Without McDavid hitting the score sheet. It's not just that. They've lost in so many ways this year. I used to give this team credit for not giving up. They had a bit of zest. But the game against Anaheim, no response, and you let Zgrass pull off the Michigan. There's no response to that. There's no no respect there. And Primo gets pulled for like the fourth time in six games because they have no one else playing goalie because everyone is freaking hurt. David Savard is out eight weeks, by the way. You love to see it. You freaking love to see it. You know what I love to see during that game? That's where we're going to get to that a little later because this is the cherry on top. I'm watching this game with my dear mother, taking a break from playing Legends Arceus. I had joked to her, if they're losing 2 nothing at the first intermission, I'm going back to playing Legends Arceus. Second intermission, still watching the game, I was playing Legends Arceus. And my mom's like, Adam, look up. And I see, I got to step away from the mic here. And I see what? I see Zach Cassian clip Samuel Montembeau, who was coming for, no, I think he started the game or did he get, yeah, I think he was, he was pulled eventually. Clipped by Zach Cassian. Wasn't pushed into the net. Cassian went behind the net. Primo's there with the puck. Clips him. No response. Jeff Petrie skates into his face. I don't think he put his hands up. There was no emotion in his eyes. There was, I don't think, if, if, if a guy takes out your goalie, if he clips your goalie, I want you to get so close, you know what he had for breakfast. I want to know the smell of his cologne. Okay. Kulak didn't do anything. Paling was skating away. 
Now, I didn't like the Corey Perry had to fight Nick Fleeting in the playoffs, okay? There's a sort of barbarian element to it. But when somebody hits your damn goalie, for the love of anything in this game, you stand up for him. And I think the only reason Petrie didn't is because it was a rare occasion of goaltender interference without Petrie pushing the guy in for once. Every time. You know that famous clip where I think it's Paul Mieri's getting beat down by Carey Price because he run into him? Because Petrie hit him into Price. Every goddamn time. But no, 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 this one, we can't do anything lots. No face wash, no cross-checking. I don't even think every hab was in the corner. You think the Leafs are soft because they're blowing leads? No, Sheldon Keith, what an obvious play that was. Oh, they're doing great all of a sudden, yeah. The Montreal Canadiens. And Jeff Petrie has had this reputation, apparently, throughout the league from being a big guy who's kind of soft. He is. He's soft. He should be gone. No exaggeration. Jeff Petrie should not be a Montreal Canadian. I don't want to see him play another game. You know what was the worst thing about all this? You know, it's just... The worst part was, not only did you let Evander Kane score his first goal back, not only did you let that happen, Hyman had a pair of goals, I'll just see it. First game at home isn't even the worst part. In the box, there's Matthew Perot, there's David Savard, there's Brendan Gallagher. Your first game back home, and who is there in the box with this cowboy? Carrie Price was in the building performance in front of him i just knocked my mic out slamming my desk carrie price was in the building and you pulled that performance off back at home no fans because the government sucks still better there aren't more french players probably because you know lego we're only halfway through the season rem pitlick is the best player on this team paul byron's playing tomorrow Matthew Pro is hurt again for another four weeks, as of course he is. That's it. That's, That's it. Yeah, good. Get rid of them all. I'm done. I'm, I'm no. so fed up with this team. Um, I mean, just to start, the Felino and Perry stuff, I think, was different, right? Because that was pure accident. I don't think this was pure accident. No, no, right. Like I, I think that's that's the the difference here. Um, I, I saw Duchar. I saw a quote from Duchar. I was just looking for it as you were talking there. I, I just I, I don't think like this is the quote from Duchar after uh, the game last night. I want to see five red jerseys go into the corner. I never ask one person to fight, but I want to see five reds in the corner. When I first saw that clip. And Adam, you made me realize this is only halfway through the season for them. There really wasn't any accountability there where I kind of felt that my, I guess my first reaction was empty out Laval and let the guys who want to play play in the NHL. Because if you think it's a lost season, I don't think that these guys are showing, you know, that word they use, like they're not showing heart right now. And I know that it's been a really, really tough season for them, but they're all vet guys that, they didn't show up for Sam Mondebo. The only one who did was towards the game. I'm sorry, my mic is being very finicky. I apologize. The, the only one who ended up doing anything about it, not even in the same period, towards the end of the game, was Michael Pizzetta. Because of course it was Michael Pizzetta. Kulak was on the ice. I think he just was there. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? I love Brett Kulak. No, he's done. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. It's it's and the only reason I mentioned Perry and that is just like the element of standing up for the teammate. Mm-hmm. 
you can't. I'm not saying you blow Cassian up from behind. I'm just saying you don't let them walk over your goalies because if that was Carey Price or Jake Allen, they haven't stood up for Jake Allen. They haven't stood up for their goalies all year. They let Primo, McNevin, they've let them all just, they've left them out to dry every game. They've Carey Price with his goddamn cowboy hat. He looked great. He's speaking to the media today. We're going to talk about that later because that's massive. But you did that with Carey Price on the ice. Just throw in the towel. Fold. Fold. Go and send send the Habs to Arizona if you want. I, I, I do. I am a, I've watched teams not stand up for their goalies many times. I'm pretty sure I've rant, ranted and raved about them um, plenty of times. Like you, you have to, you have to, it's the one guy there's absolutely no exception for that. You have to stand up for them when they're down. When they're down in that sense, in, in, in what happened last night, I do think it's a little inexcusable. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of using the word soft in this case because I just, I don't know what to say. Like, I think the Canadians are right in the middle of hitting rock bottom. And I, I, it looks as if there, it looks as if there's a sense of, it's what's happening on the ice. It looks like the complete opposite of what we saw in the past few years where there was a specific identity to the team. And obviously we've talked about it. They've completely lost that. And, and at the same time, they're also bottom of the league. And I think it's a combination of all these things. It doesn't make it right. It's just when no one absolutely cares. And I'm not saying I do think the players care. I just think there's a sense of like this season's over. And they've lost, like, it's just lost. Plus, I'm seems like Ducharme also doesn't care. When your coach doesn't care, I don't think you're going to get the same out of your players. Like, he's honestly like a dead tree, that guy. Ducharme, he just, he doesn't show any emotion. He never had, like, just, man, get the boys fired up. Like, if I was Dom Ducharme, I would have called a timeout right there. And I would have, in front of everyone, ripped that team. He deserved to be. They deserved to lose that game the way they did. It, it's the it, it, it was so frustrating because at the end of that road trip, they started to give you a bit of hope that maybe they're going to play a little better. Um, and then they come home and they just do that to you, to us, and the Anaheim stuff. And actually, I can't even remember if the Anaheim. I might be wrong. This wasn't the first game. I think the Anaheim game was first at home, but it's just they're just two miserable performances back to back. I don't. I don't care. This team is is just ripping my soul out at every opportunity. I I don't want to watch them play, but for the integrity of the podcast, I do. I don't want to waste my Saturday the few times their games are actually on TV here in the GTA because blackouts are so regional. Things are so dumb. I don't want to waste my Saturday. We play Pokemon. I'm a four-star researcher in Legends Arceus. I'm enjoying it a lot. My 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 Kulava's almost a Typhlosion. Got a Luxray, Star Raptor. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I don't know what that and means. And I have to watch the Habs. You don't need to know what it means. It's fun. Okay. The people who understand that reference is you're the best. That ever like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. Pokemon. Should have gotten that reference at least. Ah, just this team. I got it. I got it. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, here's a bit of good news. Carrie Price uh, is set to speak to the media today, actually, before their game mm. against Columbus. Uh, for the first time, probably since they lost in the finals, I think he's about to speak. Uh, this is significant for a few reasons. I think lately a lot of people have been talking about uh, Carey Price's future in the game, or not in the game, but his future with the Habs, uh, how his knee and rehab has been doing, and everyone has been like, oh, when it comes to you know, Carey Price's play, he has to speak to the media to know if he wants to be here. What's been forgotten is Carey Price's mental health. And I think, and we all know that it was the doctors who recommended that Carey not speak to the media until he was uh, ready. So I think besides the rehab and him uh, seem to be on the ice for back-to-back days of full equipment, what's big here is that it shows, I think, there's a step in the mental side of it that maybe he's ready because he's speaking to the media. Uh, this is going to be must-watch, by the way, I'd say, or much much listen to. Yeah, probably. Like, he, if it's been... When it's been almost six months and we haven't heard much from Carey Price. Not that he owes anyone anything, um, to be honest. I do hope that I I always worry and not it has nothing to do with Montreal. I think it has more to do with Canada. Be careful with the questions. Don't be because I, I think and and it's been talked about recently. We had the discussion about Justin Falk last episode for a different reason, but the media is not fantastic in this country when it comes to hockey. So let's let's not try to absolutely throw this man under the bus. Not to name names. We know there are some reporters in the city of Montreal that are going to, maybe they dig, but if anything, I would like to think that they are going to be very careful and they are going to be, like the hab side of things, you can imagine they're going to send out a note saying, listen, you better be careful. Because I apparently he won't be answering the questions with care, but Ken Hughes will be on the call. Right. Which is, uh, that says something. And I think it, Montreal's PR people, I think, have always, if you ever watch the press conference with Kerry, you know he doesn't speak. He doesn't give too much detail when he talks. Um, but the PR people have always known when Kerry's done answering, they move on right away. They've always been really, really good with him. Um you know guys like Arpen Basu, you know that Eric Angle, well, once Arpen Basu gets to his question because it takes him 30 seconds to ask it. We love you, Arpen. It's just it's a running joke. Um, you know, Angles is gonna be good, you know John Lou is gonna be good, but there are certain guys that I'm I'm worried about. Um there's a bingo chart going around. It's like Eric Angles asks him about Shea Weber. Shea Weber. Yeah, I saw that. God, <laughs> yeah. oh, Carrie looked great with that hat, didn't he? He looked great, didn't he? He looks sure. great. I'm looking forward to the update. Um, I think that's what it is. It's an update, and I think that it's there's going to be great questions there. But you know, it, it is true that there's always going to be that odd type of take, and I don't. Really, I'm not really familiar with too many of the. I guess like Montreal, Montreal based um, or surrounding areas like publications that would. Okay, I'll just say like similar to the Toronto Sun, I'll say. So I I don't think there's going to be as many kind of different takes on things or what kind of questions are going to be thrown out there. So I'm I'm just hopeful to be good. And to have Kent Hughes there is is a big step forward. And I think I've used it already twice this podcast episode, but accountability there, showing that he's all in with the team and each player. I I just wish that the Habs were in a different circumstance that if they did trade carry, 
he didn't have to come back to this team. I don't want the last game Carey Price ever plays for the Habs if he's getting traded to be on this squad. I'd rather it be the playoffs and what happened there and how great he was. 924. Still. I was was thinking of last night. Sorry. I'll end it here and we can move on. You know what I was thinking about last night? Congratulations, Henrik Lundqvist, because he just got his number retired. That was amazing. Love to see it. Yeah. If you don't think Carey Price is a Hall of Famer, he dragged this team to the cup final. Just take that in. Did someone, did arguments someone there? say that? Yeah. No, no. I just, I'm just, I was Are you thinking fighting with people again. I was, no, it wasn't even Twitter thing. It was a, it was an argument made in my own mind. Cause uh, it was just, was another I Pokemon just, trainer that messaged you? Uh, there aren't actually that many Pokemon trainers themselves in the game because it's uh, like oh, okay. an old thing. It's before people lived alongside the Pokemon. Anyway. Today's episode is brought to you by Pair Networks. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choosing a website hosting service that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you will receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART, all one word, to get started today. Okay, okay. See, gentlemen. Know. Yeah, no, don't worry. Gentlemen, we're halfway through the season, so you know what that means. The two on one podcast, halfway award show of prestige and honor, acclaim, and whatnot. We are going to go through a few awards here. We're going to go through the MVP, which has its own title that we improvise every time we say it. We have the Norris Trophy, which on this podcast, this podcast, listen goes to the most offensive defenseman in the league. We have what we call the Fulton Reed Award. goes to the defensive defenseman of the year, uh, the Vazna for goalie of the year, uh, the Calder for rookie of the year, coach of the year, and we're going to have GM of the year. And at the end, the guys don't know this. I'm going to ask them who they think is going to win the Stanley Cup. We'll go through quickly here because we do have a lot to go through. First off, gentlemen, who is your MVP? Daniel, to start. Alex, to start. Um. I mean, for me, it's Connor McDavid. I think you look at the definition of the trophy, and if you pull Connor McDavid from that team over the last two years or so, I think they've, outside of these last two games where he hasn't scored and they still won, they've won a com- like uh, maybe two or three games when he hasn't scored. And he scored in most of the games. He is quite important to that team. I am going to go with Alexander Ovechkin. Because the Capitals are not a great team lately. They have not been. Um, and I'd like to think if they didn't have Alex Ovechkin on their team right now, I don't think they'd be Edmonton bad. But I just think uh, the respect that this guy in his mid-30s and the season he's having, 
Um, you know, I just really like, I'm a, I'm no Vetchkin stand. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel, your MVP. Yes. Sorry about that. Technical abilities. Um, but I am going to choose Jonathan Huberto. I know that I've been so high on him this whole year, maybe the last Somebody's years. Somebody's been on Alex Baumgartner's Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Baumgartner has really convinced me a lot. Um, also, shout out for his Carter Verhage article. Excellent article. Um, it, it didn't say Leafs legend in it, but that's okay. But yeah, for Jonathan Huberto, I think that he's just the definition of consistency and of what the Panthers are trying to do this year. Um, they're finally getting out of that idea that they're just the other Florida team there. And I think that they're built to win. They have a lot of consistency there. And Huberto's just one of those pillars that they've been keeping on for so long saying like he is a guy that could be a building block there and we give all the love for Alex Barkov but I think it is it is not not the same I guess level per se but like it is kind of like a Leon Dreisaitl situation there Leon Dreisaitl your first pick in the uh, fantasy draft love mm-hmm. to see it. <laughs> okay the pick that made us all forget that Nathan McKinnon existed all right, um, how about we go to the best offensive defenseman for our books? Uh, I'll start. Kale McCarr, don't need to explain why. He's nasty. Uh, Daniel? I'm a bit of on a split here because um, Kale McCarr missed a few games, but he's had the highlight reel goals. He's been consistent when he did play. And then at the same time, Adam Fox, Consistent, didn't miss any games. Now he's going to miss some games. So um, I'm going to choose both of them as the honorable mentions. I, no, 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 no. You got to give it to one. Um, I'll just say Adam Fox for the sake of the – because you said Kale McCarr. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, I have uh, Kale McCarr written down. I have Adam Fox right behind him, though. You want to know why the answer is Kale McCarr? Sure. So, simple reason that in eight games less, he only has five points less than Adam Fox. Uh, and this is, again, the purely offensive defenseman. If we just quickly look for Adam Fox on the goal leaders for defenseman, oh, he's at 17th. Oh, that's awkward. It's tied for, like, fifth. Oh, uh, there's Kale McCarr uh, at 18. Five ahead of Roman Yossi at second. Uh, Fulton Reed trophy. For best defensive defenseman, I am saying Victor Hedman because it was too easy to say Jacob Slavin. Um, I I also have Victor Hedman mainly because I I think you look at what Tampa has gone through uh, this year and over the offseason, losing an entire third line, uh, losing multiple players to injury throughout the season, having to play with four defensemen one night. Um, and Victor Hedman is by far their best defenseman. And I think he's been outstanding this year from what I have watched. That game, and he logged 30 minutes in that four game and how he was excited. Didn't have his pregame now because he was so excited. That's what sealed yeah. it for me. Uh, Daniel. I have Roman Yossi. Um, I think that he's dragging the Predators right now. Um, I think that he's been playing a great two-way game for them. Uh, you know, I, I really thought that that defensive core and it did it did take quite a bit of a dip after Ryan Ellis was traded and they didn't really know what their identity was but despite the contracts despite what was going on with the team despite the trades Roman Yossi's been so consistent for them and he's been a true leader 
you know, the second best captain in national history, to be honest. I'm Shea Weber. How are you? The best of the trophy for goaltender of the year, Alex. Oh, I mean, for me, it's an easy lock-in. It's Igor Shosturkin, who, I, again, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the Rangers defense core outside of Adam Fox and a couple others, but I think he's very much stood on his head when he was in the lineup and very much kept the Rangers afloat. Um, I'm going to go off the board here. Ron Gibson. <laughs> I'm going to say Tristan Jari because I think there's just been a contrast between what he's been the last two years and then what he's been showing this year. And I think that he's been great. The Penguins didn't really improve defensively. It's still the same core without Cody Cece, but he's been great. I think that for what we saw at the beginning of the season and then what we saw now where, you know, Malkin's here and there, um, they're still dealing with what the contracts are going to look like. Um, who's really being that guy for them right now. Um, and everyone's in and out of the lineup. I think it's Tristan Jari. Fair enough. Uh, I also went with Shesterkin. Uh, you guys know that Dave get a goal saved above average is one of my favorite stats and he is killing it uh, in the overall department there. Um, again, it's so annoying to go from Lundqvist to Shesterkin. <laughs> God, the Rangers, how could yeah. you? The Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. Alex, who do you have as the uh, Rook of the Year? I do have Lucas Raymond uh, as my uh, Calder vote. Not that I have one, but I wish I did. Uh, no, I think he's been absolutely on fire, and I think you look at the Detroit Red Wings, not that there's many bright spots, but he has been one of them. Daniel. You already know. <laughs> it's, it's Trevor Zegris, um, exciting player. He's rejuvenated the Ducks on offense, and he just, I don't know, he just has that confidence that you'd expect from a 25, 26-year-old in their prime already, and he's someone that he's taken the next step with things. We've talked about it before. Anaheim, they had to really bank on all those draft picks they accumulated, and Trevor Zegris has been leading them. You guys know I'm a big more cider guy, but uh, when when Zegras pulls the Michigan out on Samuel Montembeau, I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm going Sarah Trevor Zegras. Yeah. Uh, wow, he's pretty, yeah, he's a good player, man. He's such Tre- a good player. I saw another he just clip last night where he just walked through a team. I don't remember. I don't know who they were playing. Like, I oh, the Ottawa Senators, and it was just like, oh my god, this guy does not care at all. He's so good. Uh, Coach of the year. I have one answer here one for the simple fact of, yeah, Tampa had been good. Uh, like 17 straight home wins. They haven't lost a regulation game in like a month or something, probably more. Um, continuing to win lately without Nathan McKinnon. I'm going Jared Bettner. Man's a king. Uh, I am been on this boat from day one mm-hmm. of the season. It is John Cooper. The man lost his third line, entire third line, which the entire media praised and said that's the reason they won the cup, which I don't believe is true. But if we're going off media, if we're going off media, yeah, if we're going off media narratives, uh, there are three points out of first place uh, in the Atlantic. I I really think if John Cooper, like John Cooper's never won an award, I very much think he deserves it. 
Man, I'll tell you, you and I have been on the... We've both stuck with Bednar and Cooper, you with Cooper, me with Bednar for a couple of years now. Those those are our guys. Yeah, I say that. Um, Daniel, I, can, yes, Daniel, please mm-hmm. tell me. I, can, I feel like I already know who you're saying. <laughs> I think I know who it is. I don't think you... I think you do. I'm going to go off the board a bit, a bit with this one. Don't you dare say who I think you're going to I'm going to say Bruce Cassidy. Okay. Wow. What? Yes, Bruce I think. Cassidy? Yes, I think, again, I'm using the depleted roster narrative again, the injury narrative again, and he's been able to balance out the lineup there. You know, they, they don't have a, a true second-line center anymore. You know, we talk about Jack Stednicka, talk about Charlie Coyle, um, the injuries to Nick Foligno, David Pasternak, and they've been able to stay afloat. You know, they're not the best, but they're staying there. Daniel, I, Daniel I, I will say I don't think anyone in Boston agrees with you. <laughs> I, I don't want to pick on every single award you've done, Daniel, but yeah. I have a problem with every single one except <laughs> How in the world are you giving it to Bruce Cassidy over Jared Bettner or John uh, or Brindamore who lost Dougie Hamilton? It's like, ah, it doesn't matter. But isn't that usually like the narrative of the coach of the year, though? Like it's the team that, yeah, that, that, but, was, that coached the team to be good that you thought was going to be bad. So that's why mm. people are saying, Gerard Gallant. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who do you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna uh, say Dallas Eagles. Yeah. Or Rod Brindamore. Those <laughs> are my. Rod, that, Rod Brindamore would be a good shout though. Yeah. yeah, but I know. Yeah, yeah, but I just it was that. Yeah, it was that or Dallas Eagles because you know the Ducks, but he didn't do anything. We put <laughs> them status quo in the us. <laughs> I mean, but John Gibson on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then you would have said like Joe Bouchard because what a great job he's done in the AHL and I would have yeah. thrown this out the window. <laughs> he would have left Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, I, without hesitation, Pokemon's been great guy. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Before we move on to the next awards, that's actually going to be a storyline. I really believe we're going to follow in the off season because Dallas Eakins' contract is done, and Dominic Ducharme is probably not going to return next season. So we'll keep that in mind. Boy, with my heart. Uh, uh, Daniel, what are you doing with Adam here? It's like I'm sorry, no, I'm three, just three saying days that in like, a row where you've almost back broken back episodes where you've been picking on me. No, and, sorry, and it's, just, it's an article I read. And he, yeah. bro- and he broke you on Friday. Like, just Daniel's. Just I'm sorry, ha- you know, it's, it's too. I didn't. You. I didn't take any of the. Uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, I made a statement before I did the research. You know, that's not. That's just. That's part of our journalism 101. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. You got to look at the facts and the research first. Man, before we do jam of the year, my buddy's yeah. been watching Ted Lasso. I haven't seen it, obviously, but he's just like, have you seen Ted Lasso? I said, no, no, no. And he's like, so there's this scene where this reporter went to Ted Lasso, told him he was going to do a story. And he's like, because I like you, I'm going to tell you the source. And he said, are you not supposed to do that? And I told him that is like the cardinal sin in journalism is giving away your source. And then he told me, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, um, he's like the guy reported himself and quit. And I was like, there is like no worse thing you can do than give away your source's identity. Oh, my God. Like legit, you cannot do that. Sorry, before we move on. Yeah. Just you guys already know this, but I don't think it was mentioned with David Pagnotta saying it an hour ago. What? Oh. Based on what I said previously about my awards. What's that? Roman Yossi will replace Nathan McKinnon in the All-Star game. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I didn't he know that was it. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. That sucks that McKinnon's out. Eh? That's a new system free kit. Okay. Yeah. GM of the year. I thought there were good candidates, but there were moves that they made where I'm like, you've lost the right to have this. I struggled honestly finding a GM of the year. So by default, 
I gave it to Julian Breezeball in Tampa. Legit, I, I did not see a single GM, and I'm like, you deserve it. I was going to oh. go. I was going to go Bill Zito, but I'm like, oh, okay. you let Joe Quinville coach a game, so you're out of here. Like, I just you're, I you're looked at everyone, like and I'm like, no, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve you're, it at all. So, Julian Breezeball, congratulations. You're my GM of the year. You're not going to like my answer. Uh, <laughs> what did you say, Alex? If it's a certain guy I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm not going to let it fly. Who is it? <laughs> As, you know what you want because it's going to cause discussion. Daniel, you go first. Just okay, um, I have a, I have okay. So I had an initial choice that same okay. same thing as you, Adam. But then I don't know, Bill Guerin. I, I love the guy, but I really kind of feel that the whole Penguin situation. He's not really commenting on it. Um, I don't know. I didn't really feel that, or with the whole thing with Team USA going on, and you know, it was Stan Bowman, and then it was Bill Guerin, and then they weren't really commenting on anything. I know. Hockey worlds like that. Um, I went with Yarko Kikalainen. Um, I've mentioned before, like the little moves. He's not really little moves, but the moves he's done. Like he's able to maximize the Seth Jones um, trade. And I, I've said it before, like Cole Sillinger for what we've seen this year has been an absolute steal at 12th overall for that. And then the fact that he's been able to build the team here and there, that they're staying competitive despite the low payroll. You know, Patrick Line, I know that trade is not really working out, but they still have team control over him. And then I am just convinced that Kent Johnson was a steal of the draft, that he is someone who's going to be amazing for them. Uh, I think he could be the potential first line center. And it just, things are just working out for them. I think that they have a lot of trade capital there that will maximize it as well. One of the goalies, yep. maybe one of the defensemen and they're still going to be competitive. They're still going to be the Oakland Athletics. Been very smart there. Yeah, great draft. Lease Chicago for Seth Jones. That's a very, very good shout. And the work the organization has done to honor Matisse Kuzlenix. Very good. That's a very good shout out to Daniel. Uh, but okay, he, won't, he won't win though, because that's not how the NHL GM of the year award works. Well, because it's, they're going to be whoever is the final wait, can four. I, can I guess? Three of it, the top four. Is it because of a certain player? from the East end of Toronto is doing so well for less than a million dollars. It's not him. Is that a Michael Bunting joke? This is a Michael Bunting joke because we talked about Scarborough. Okay. So oh, it's, oh, it's not you give it to Doug Armstrong. I don't know what to say. Who is your GM of the year, Alex? I need to know. Wait, who is it? I, Kent Hughes? No guys. I gave it to, I gave it to Don Waddell. Oh, in Carolina. He signed Tony D'Angelo. I'm well aware, but you asked me to pick the awards. I had to think of it as how the NHL guys. I'm no, not I saying. Didn't. Yes, I. This did. isn't the NHL awards. It, it is. It is. It is. It is. Prestige and honor. I know. They signed know. Tony D'Angelo. What are you on about? He's a racist. What was that app he was on that was all about like the Capitol Hill riots? Oh, it was that other um, uh, part. I don't, remember, I don't They remember. signed him. What are you on about? They signed that man to what they pay. They are paying that guy to play for them. What are you talking about? You're going Don Waddell? Yeah. I, 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 Alex, I, I don't know what to say to you. I, I don't, I have nothing to say. 
I thought for a second you were gonna, you know, try and laugh at me and you were gonna go like Luke Robitaille. Well, oh, no, he's absolutely not. No, no, Rob Blake. No, Rob no, Blake. I and I was just that. gonna, I was actually gonna go get a drink of water to, to process what I just. No. Don would t- no, no. I think no. just like George McPhee. I don't know why. No. See, I thought of that, but it's yeah. like, yeah, we'll see how Eichel goes because it's not done yet. I had respect for him, but I'm just like, yeah, but they handled Flurry really badly. They gave him away for nothing. So I, that disqualified them for me. Like, this, Let's just quickly have a look at the standings and just kind okay. of be like, it's too soon to give it to Hughes. or And I'm not saying Hughes should get it, so calm down. You can't give it to Hughes. You can't give it to Alvin. Um Francis hasn't done anything in Seattle. You can't give it to Z. You can't give it. You just can't give it to Z. Zito. Dubas doesn't want to play off rounds. Don't don't do that to me. But don't I don't, sweetie, wait, the Bruins I don't, don't that, deserve it. I don't see how winning a playoff round has anything to do with GM of the Year award. Because you haven't accomplished anything. But it's but that's not the point of the award. The point of the award is over a span of a year. And in the last year, I, that's not how the, not, that listen, award works. Though. Listen. Anyway, well, I'm saying he shouldn't get it. Don Sweeney hasn't okay. done it. Detroit aren't are better, but what does that even mean? You want to give it to, to the save? No. No. The set, no. Montreal, God, no. Carolina, no, I'm, I refuse to. Uh, the Penguins have just survived. They haven't really done anything to change much. The Rangers, Sater didn't build the team, so no. Um, the Capitals have been, eh, you resigned Ovechkin. You don't deserve, that's just a common sense award. The Blue Jackets, good shout. The Islanders, no. No. Um, the, no, the Flyers. The Devils, who are at the bottom of the division, they just, no. man, they keep getting let down. Colorado, yeah. They, they haven't, you know, all their work in the Capitals. What have they done this year that's been like, oh, Kemper? Mm. Um, Nashville, they didn't do anything. Um, the Blues, they signed uh, Brandon Saad. They got Puchnevich. They got, yeah, fair enough. That's good. That's fine. Uh, Minnesota, no, not Bill Garrett. Dallas, yeah, no. Uh, Chevrolet, De- no. Chicago, no, 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 no. Arizona, no, 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 no. Vegas, maybe the Ducks haven't done anything. The thing is the Ducks um, don't have a, they, they don't have a full GM. It's it's still Jeff Salma as the interim. That's true. Yeah, you can't give it to, yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, the Kings, uh, no. No, they hired the man who built the house. No, uh, Calgary or no, uh, the show, no, not the show, the United Ken Holland. No, um, the Canucks fired their guy, and yeah, Ron I Francis. Th- I think Ken lame. Holland should get it. I definitely <laughs> think Ken Holland should get it. It was like three good. I can't, I, I cannot wait for the Oilers to make it to the final four, and he's gonna win that award. And it's like a Vander Kane. I'm not gonna, they can't make it to the final four, or we forgot Brad Malone. He got an NHL contract as well with the Oilers. I don't know what you want me to say to that. Brad Miller. Okay, well, since we're on the Oilers. Yeah, Vander Kane signed. Good job, Edmonton. You have no morals. You should be disgusted with yourself. And yeah, of course, he's going to do well with McDavid. Who wouldn't? I'd like to say it's full circle now. What I've said the lot, like two episodes ago, where Buffalo was so bad that they were going to get McDonald. Mc, Mc- McDavid, I say McEichel, McDavid or Eichel, and they're like, we're going to jump the gun because we need a 30-goal scorer beside him when he gets drafted. And then Evander Kane ends up playing with both of them in his career. It's crazy. hate the Arizona Coyotes. I, I don't know. I was, I'm getting the next segment ready. I'm just reminded of how dumb the Coyotes are. But no, you're right, Daniel. It's again, it's they're so predictable because Ken Holland's such a, a hockey dude. It's disgusting. 
Um, so basically, it's a one-year deal. It's a bit prorated because of the part in the season. Um, yeah, so I think he gets full trade protection, which is like, of course he does. I guess, if, interview, I guess if there's two teams bidding for you, you automatically get full no trade cause. Yeah, yeah hey, Washington's works. like, hey, uh, we, I guess we'd that's like how you. it works. So, Kayla Gray had the interview. Evander Kane also then talked to the media. Um, at least in the media conference, he didn't really take accountability. He was very much like, I think the only producer, the only reporter I think really pushed him on subjects was Ryan Rashog. And the end of it was, ah, Ryan, we don't have time to tell you everything I can do. Like, Vander Kane tried to lighten the mood in the press conference when someone asked him why Edmonton. He's like, for the weather. Yeah, I bet it was the weather. So oh wow! I think we should bring. Uh, you, you, can we you should please... bring? We should bring Will back on to talk about the weather. In, can you uh, in, in Edmonton, Alex? Can you please say the "That's so funny"? The last time I heard that joke. <laughs> that's so funny. The last time I heard that, I fell off my dinosaur. I didn't know Western Canada is cold in the winter. You know what's really funny is. What's that? Um, no, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I'll get in trouble. Okay. You can't say that. Okay. Um, send it to you guys after. Okay. Something okay. to do with McDavid. It, it, the, the entire thing, like, of course he scored a goal in the first game. Like, I saw, can I pull up this Mark Spector tweet? And you tell me if this is, if, if you agree with me, Adam. Um, I'm just going to pull this up here real quick. This Mark is Mark, Spector. yeah, Mark Spector's tweet. Last night or, after, or a few hours ago, he wrote, obviously, he wrote the story after the game and it goes, it's just one game, but an Oilers team that runs four lines deep did have a proper look to it. Not so top heavy. All respect to the Montreal Canadiens, but I, I just, I don't know if you, after one game against the team who currently sits last place in the league with a bajillion injuries and a plethora of coaching issue or yeah, coaching issues. It's, I don't know if that's you, you should be taking that much away um, from that game. Max Spector with a reasonable take regarding the Oilers. What's this? Yeah, no, you no, should no. no, his take is not reasonable. Wait, 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 read that again. It's just one game, but an Oilers team that runs oh. four lines deep did have a proper look to it. Not so top heavy. Oh, and then okay. you added then I the added part. I added the second part. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Let's. Let okay, I'd like to say I know that we compliment we, we talk about them a lot, but the Leafs right now with the Nylander experiment that's that that's that's rolling out very consistent lines. That's the thing rolling out. They're not too top heavy. Not the Oilers. Like Evander Kane is not for me that factor. There, I, I'm just sorry. I'm just scrolling through because I saw he did retweet the lines. I'm just curious. As to how they spread out. Well, that's interesting. The they Habs did they did have, spread it out like that. But. The Habs have eight wins. Yeah. Their best player was wearing a cowboy hat in the luxury boxes. Probably thinking to himself, my goodness, what has happened here? Their best defenseman is never going to play hockey again. Their second best defenseman is a pumpkin. A soft pumpkin. I, Congrats! Yeah, you did I, it. I'm so happy for you. Their goal differential is minus seventy. Wait, the Oilers or the Canadians? Montreal. Oh, okay. So, interesting. That's a I, lot. Yeah, that's for woo. that game. You know, Adam. We know you. We all love the Habs here, but yeah, to 
take that from yesterday's game. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I get his point. Cause obviously, you know, that's his job is to be like after like, it, it's fair enough. It, like it, you're not wrong. Yeah. The Oilers congratulate. Yeah. Cause if you throw McDavid, Pooley, Harvey, Kane, I don't know if that was the line last night and it's dry side of the game. Yeah. Of course we're going to be deeper. No one's no one is disagreeing with the fact that the that the Oilers are a better team with them. No one, no one is. Evander Kane's a good player. He's a top line player. No one is disagreeing with that at, at all. I'm, if you just say yeah, they're a deeper team, I can't disagree with that because it's fact. Now I don't. I still think you feel like I haven't looked at their lines lately. But Zach Cassian is still in the lineup. Maybe freaking Josh Archibald gets in there whenever he's healthy. Again, has his own stance on COVID. We hope he's doing well. But here's the other thing with the Oilers. You know what Evander Kane's not going to help with? Goaltending? Defense? Media questions? Media, one, yeah. The moment they hit, what was the point Kevin BXM made? Yeah. Oh, great. He'll be great. Oh, we're winning and all that. boop doo 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 When you start losing. Thank you. When you see the medal of your team. Oh, and I, You know, we saw how well that was going with the Oilers. I'm just not going to go with Evander Kane. Can we please say right now, though, as much as he is a good player, Evander Kane is not Luke Skywalker. He is not the new hope. Man, he, he's not even... Yeah, he, comparing him to any major character in the city, he's not Darth Maul. He's not that cool. Darth Maul is, you know, you know, fun guy. You know, decent guy. Okay. Wanted revenge for his, for his brother and all that. You know, good stuff. Like, there are some redeeming qualities to Darth Maul. I don't think Darth I read Vader. that. I, I don't think I watched that part. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, because you haven't seen Clone Wars. <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was gone after episode one. No, he Come wasn't. He's at least alive to like between episode three and four. Well, that's ruined it for me now. <laughs> Daniel, watch the show. Okay. We're, we're focused on the Leolas right now. Who's a Star Wars character? You know that brought me up to because you're wearing a sweater right now. If uh, For those watching, Adam's wearing a great hoodie. Um, Who's that? Shakti? So- it's uh no, I think it was Red Bubble. I got it. Okay. It's an Ahsoka Tano mm-hmm. style one. It's got like a tic tac toe board in each of the nine boxes. Mm-hmm. There's like uh there's different Ahsoka stuff. Do they have a Coleman Tray Bar hoodie? I'd buy that. I'm sure you could find one, Daniel. Okay, thank you. Um, but that's how much we care about Evander Kane. We'd rather talk about Star Wars. Congratulations, Woo. Matt. Uh, I'm I'm glad someone said it like that. Kevin Bxa brought it up because no one was bringing that up except like uh, I the only really I we only brought it up on here. I didn't really hear it anywhere else. Um, I'm glad it was finally part of the conversation instead of the entire media just drooling over the Oilers signing Evander Kane. Is that a, is that a better chance for a Canadian team to make the playoffs? Come on. <laughs> Come on, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it is. No, but you, no, you make a... Scarborough. Let's go, Scarborough. Is he from Scarborough? No, but they were in Scar. He's, he's from, from BC. Who? Yeah, he's from BC. Oh, okay. I remember he was a Scarborough for hockey, hockey. Yeah, yeah, no, that that I know. That was like, not promoted very well, to be honest. Like that's it's part of Toronto, and I I did it for like you know for me who really inv- like I guess like you know us as journalists we invest a lot on the social media aspects of it and like the coverage like. If I didn't watch 
Hockey Night in Canada, I wouldn't know about it. Like they barely tweeted Here's about the big it. Problem too. It's like, oh great, uh, Hockey Day in Canada. Oh, uh, the conference championships are tomorrow for the NFL. Oh, today now for the NFL. So it's like, ah, cool, but uh, no. Also, that day it was believed that Brady was retiring. Probably not. It looks like we're a bit oh, sure, but oh, before it's one... kind of like, ooh, Hockey Day in Canada. Ooh, Tom Brady. Sorry, move over. I just like to say because we we love Tom Brady because he's a uh, well not love Tom Brady but we respect Tom Brady. Um, I just like to shout out the Montreal Gazette, by the way. Oh, yeah. the last yeah 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 the last active Montreal Expos draft pick is reportedly set to retire. I love that. That's 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 funny. That's funny. I think the thing with like this hometown hockey, like whether it's the hockey day in Canada or hometown hockey, is that those events to me the way I look at them are very. Um, created to be you have to be there like i don't know if they're an absolute i i don't necessarily agree with the idea they're an absolute spectacle to watch uh on tv uh, i think they're very much promoting the game in where they're at located whether that's scarborough whether that's uh, i don't know give me another city like i think that's what those those are for moving on i don't want to rip them too much here um I feel so bad for Claude Julien. If anyone, anyone misses, apparently he slipped on the ice. He's hurt himself, and he's not going to Beijing with Team Canada. So good for Jeremy Culleton because he just got fired, and now he's like, oh, I'm coaching Team Canada. But I feel so bad for Claude Julien. That's that's heartbreaking because they couldn't. So the women's team has flown to Beijing, I believe. I so, so the men's team might have been going any day now, and the poor yeah. guy misses it. He may be there I, already. I think uh, they were doing some team bonding in Switzerland is what I read. Right. And then I guess from Switzerland, they'd go to. They're not watching Spider-Man, like our our team bonding. (laughs) Exactly. We have elite team bonding. I don't know what team Canada is doing, but we have elite team bonding. You know, we should have the best, uh, by the way, it's called Julian. It's unfortunate. We wish him the best because I know he was looking forward to it. He's had some rough health health issues the last couple of years. Remember in the bubble, he had yeah. that. Uh, I don't remember exactly. It was some sort of heart issue. I don't know if it was a straight heart attack, but and he was he was going to be back for for like game seven if it happened. Matt Niskanen breaking Gallagher's job, no call. Chris Lane, how are you doing, you bastard? Anyway, uh, you talk about team bonding and us as you know, well, Daniel's graduating, but university students. It's great being at university. It's good at being all that type of stuff. Um, you don't want an NHL team playing there, though. Gentlemen, it was reported by Craig Morgan to start. You can tell Freeman was close on this because he hasn't stopped talking about the Craig Morgan beat him to the story. Um, the Coyotes are working on a deal to play at a 5,000-seat are- uh, arena. I think this is Arizona State University, uh, who I saw someone joke did not have a Division One team up until a couple of years ago. Remember, we had Chase on to talk about all that. So that was good. Go check out that episode. Uh, Early pandemic days. So first off, it's going to be less than 5,000 if this goes through because they have to make it suitable for the NHL. I just want to, first off, Brad Marchand had a great tweet saying that if you gave away, what was it, 4,500 tickets, then you would finally be full and all that. Um, I just want to say this out loud for anyone who doesn't quite get it. An NHL NHL team, if I sit like this, can you still hear me fine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. An NHL team is going to be playing at an under 5,000-seat arena. An NHL team is playing at a 5,000-seat arena. 
I would, I, 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 man, I, if, yeah, you know, the video trons you know, just you love to see because Gail, the Arizona, Arizona is such a great market. Do you know how mad I would be? The Habs, obviously, like many other teams, are suffering because they're not getting like all these lack of attendance. How mad is Jeff Molson right now or Larry Tannenbaum and Rogers and Bell? That they are paying for the Arizona Coyotes to play at a school that they can't use their, their practice facility because of the NCAA rules. Oh, it's such a joke. Yeah, it, it's it's very wait, sorry. Are there people who don't understand this? You need to really see it black and white that an NHL team is about to play at a university rink. An, an NHL, a pro, a, a team worth hundreds of millions of dollars because they don't have an arena. They don't have a place to play next year. I know this was really uh, obscure, but I that's why I posted on the two on one podcast Instagram when uh, you see what I also thought was a cool photo too. Joe Sakic as the Nordiques captain shooting on Patrick Law when he was in Montreal. Thought that was a pretty cool picture. But again, you know, <laughs> when we think about other markets that can flourish, and we think about the Coyotes where. You know, talk about chances that they've been given as well, or kind of these opportunities where it's like, sure, yeah, we'll let this do this. Like, you imagine any other team say this, like, we're going to move towards here because we can't find an arena. Like, how many chances has the Coyotes been given? I just, I, I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'd have to double check, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there are, second division teams in England, in Italy, in Germany, in France, in soccer teams, sorry, that get better attendance than that. I'd like to say that. How many AHL, wait, how many AHL teams do you think get better attendance than this? That's a good question. I'm going to search it up. Remember, I know like on on the SDP, there's the mention again. Uh, Steve Dangle was going through CHL teams. And he, he looked at the CHL, and it wasn't even the Canadian Hockey It was the Central Hockey League. And they were getting better numbers than 5,000. What, well, come on. Cool, Alex. So what's the threat? Sorry, sorry, Daniel. What's the oh, no threshold? 5,000? How many seats uh, is, are they going to have? I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but as of right now, it's 5,000. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. There's 12 AHL teams with less average attendance. The Tuscan Roadrunners, who are their AHL affiliate in 2019-20, the last season without COVID. Well, there was COVID, but most of it was without it. Has an average attendance of 4,000. 1,000 less. They get it at, at, uh, in Arizona now. That's hilarious. Sorry, Daniel, what were you going to say? Oh, no problem. I was just wondering that I think it'd be different in a Toronto situation because they'd go back to Maple Leaf Gardens, but the updated Madden Me Athletic Center where less seating. Like, how would you feel about that if the Leafs had to play there? I know there's a historical for what, reason but for, for what For what reason? Because, because we can't afford an arena? Yeah. I would be, I'd be embarrassed. Like, I'd be embarrassed. I'd try to get season tickets because that's awesome, but I would be embarrassed. Like how, how do you look at this? I think from every single person's aspect from the fan all the way to Gary Bettman, who runs this ship, how are you not embarrassed? Here's what's interesting, right? Is first off, 
they're going to be full every game. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's going to be cool. That's going to be full of t- like, you know college students. Woo, go Arizona. It's going to be it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It'll be great. Matthews comes to town for a Leafs game. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But it is still like who who wants to play there? How do you sell to someone? Hey there. This is where we're, we don't even have facility set up yet. And we're going to have to wait for this new arena that we don't even know if it's happening yet in Tempe to show up. I, I, I just, I need to, I want to know Gary Bettman's thinking as to how you still see a benefit in being in this market. That's my biggest issue. You said it. We don't even know if they have the arena in Tempe yet. You've given us the fact that they could play here for the next three to four years, bleeding money, bleeding money. This is in no way profitable, anywhere close to it for an NHL team. And you don't even know if they're going to have that arena. Personally, I could live with the fact that if they're going to have an arena in three to four years in a better location with a better system, uh, in terms of making money, I could live with the next three to four years. But the fact that this was released first without any indication, the last indication of this arena we heard of is that the the city council is not interested. They're, the vote is leaning towards no, then it's leaning towards yes. So for this, the, the timeline of this story to continue with going from no, that we put city council is not very interested in this to now now they're going to play the next three to four years with maybe five thousand fans is concerning in every single aspect especially from a business standpoint there's no re like if i'm any of the top six owners in the nhl i would be appalled i'd be concerned i'd be on the phone with gary Bemmon trying to understand why they're playing and then for the next three to four years in a maximum 5,000 person facility. Like that's embarrassing. You know, um, that meme where it's like, I offer this and this is what I received back. You know, you know, like that, that TikTok thing, right. Where the guy's doing like that so. with his hands. Yeah. So I like, I'm so. just thinking like on the right side of what you are dealing with what you're giving away. It's all these problems with the arena, with fans not wanting to come, with this you know perpetual rebuild that they're kind of have. And then on the other side, it's just Kachina jerseys. continue. We don't have a place to play, guys. We're late on our tack. Kachina jersey. No. It's like not only are we bringing it back. Like, do you remember that? It's like we're bringing it back, and then this year where it's like we don't. We might have an arena, but listen. We're bringing back the white version of the Kachina jersey. <laughs> and they had Louis Erickson to model it. Plus, uh, their social media team, they try, but it's just like, what can you do when you have, you know, this bottomless crap of a team to deal with? You know what I mean? Oh, it just makes, it makes you so angry. So okay. We're going to skip the new segment idea we have. Uh, um, the How Cheap is Alex thing to try and see what he would I actually was give so up. I'm so excited. All right. We'll do it Wednesday. <laughs> we will okay, do fine. it Wednesday. Fine, fine. Also, we should probably mention the Vander Kane. Uh, the league didn't find any uh, or sig- sufficient evidence to uh, go on their investigation with him. It's not going to uh, influence Vander Kane's grievance with the Sharks, though, because uh, I don't know how this league works, to be honest I, with you. Can I just say I'm extremely surprised by that? Like, genuinely. 
because like the into I think we had this discussion when it first happened. The league, when it comes to internal affairs, they're not perfect, but they're great at either hiding it or making sure that if they want money off the books, it will be done. It will be done. And for them to screw up is so surprising. Like, like so what would happen though if they're like, like what's gonna happen now with that? Like where the sharks still have to pay him or they still have cause for terminating his contract. They're working on it, right? They're working on it. Not a great time for him because it looks like the PA have finally said later don't appear. Oh, was, that yeah. got lost in the shuffle to this week, eh? Oh, uh, did it? I didn't even notice that. Okay. Let Thank let you for letting me, me know. Uh, let me find this quickly. Oh, do you know what? Hold on. Make sure. I, let me just give me a second. I want to make sure I didn't mix this up with someone else. Um, do, 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 do. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, yeah. After careful consideration. Um, oh, no. I mean, okay. I did think I got this mixed up. So I saw it and I saw players. And I was like, oh, the PA, the, the Players Association, excuse the dog. And no, it was the PHF Jeff. getting rid of their yeah. head dog, yes, uh, yes. which was uh, interesting. Feels like that happens every couple of years, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't Donald. I'm an idiot. I knew it wasn't Donald Figure. Even though I was, I was cleaning out my camera for my notes, I'm like, oh, yeah, the PHF stuff. No, but he should be gone. But they're still in disarray because that, that, it's still good. There's still been whispers. Friedman's mentioned here and there about succession there, but uh, yeah. topic for another day. Okay. We'll talk about the least and then we'll tackle the rest of the highlight stuff to do with um, 32 thoughts. Uh, but first to talk about that, the Leafs are aggressively pursuing, and this is from uh, 32 thoughts as well. Uh, segment hockey night, hockey day in Canada. Leafs are aggressively pursuing Barry Colts uh, goaltender, Mac Guzda. Sounds like Guzma from Pokemon Sun and Moon. There's your reference. I read it uh, as Radic Gudis last night. I don't know. I was pretty tired. Um, but other teams are interested in well uh, in interest as well. The Penguins, the Rangers, and Predators are all uh, considered front runners. Also, the Isles, Ducks, and Canes are interested in him as well. Uh, and uh, he's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. For those of you interested out there, uh, I don't know much about this kid, but hey. Whoever that kid, uh, I, forget, I, I don't remember who he played for, but he was this wicked goal scorer that the Leafs signed in like the OHL. Never made oh. it, but it's just it's another example of that. See what you can get out of the guy. There's a bit yeah. of a ticket to see if anything. I just remember the, the NCAA guys, the Brian Burke NCAA guys, but I don't really remember the uh, OHL guys. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the overages are always interesting. Adam Brooks, shout out Adam Brooks. Yeah. Indeed. Maybe he'll replace Peter Morales because apparently, here's what I don't. He was in net right last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, oh my god. So Peter Morales will be a summer conversation. Apparently, there are teams who are interested in Peter Morales, which I he's played like five games in the past year. Why? And he has not looked. He's looked no. good for like one of them this year for the Leafs, and it was against the Islanders. Okay. So this is reminding me, like, I don't know how Toronto's being able to do this, but the Raptors are also getting interest for Goran Dragic, who the guy's on leave and he, they found him at a Miami, Miami Heat game. Heat game. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, the, here's the team I think might be interested in Peter Morassic, and it's approximately one team. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, because mm. uh, they need a goalie, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Not Arizona. Well, they're keeping oh. Milka. You know who need a, a goalie more? 
Ah, yes, 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 I the, do. I do. The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, this is Montreal. I mean, if you want them, I, I wouldn't take them. <laughs> My personal advice to Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon, if you're listening. It's a summer right. thing, Daniel. We're still going to have Price and Allen. So is it? Ain't it, Chief? Okay, okay. So Malcolm Subban in a second. Just I'll take Malcolm Subban. I'll take Malcolm Subban straight up. Anything, please. That's like that was the Robin Leonard trade. It's like Malcolm Subban and like a second and a fourth. I'm sure Pe- I'm sure Petr Mrazik's a really nice guy. He seems he's from the Czech Republic. Why did he replace the blue pads? So that really bothered me this year. I I love that at the preseason where like finally not just like the full white pads and then I don't know, change it up. I just saying it, Chief. The Leafs are also, by the way, one of the few teams interested in Josh Manson. (laughs) Naturally, they didn't name any other teams last night because it's Hockey Night in Canada, and of course, they wanted to get up Leafs Twitter. They knew what they were doing, Um, especially with all the freaking noise. Like, am I the only one confused as to why there's so much going on with Manson and Lindholm? Like, I get their UFAs. If you're the Ducks, go go for a run. I think anyway, conversation for another day. Uh, If Josh Manson becomes a leaf, my goodness, Leafs Twitter can finally shut up for the first time in three years about Josh Manson. It would be so funny for me. It makes sense because at this point, the Ducks have a lot of cap, so they could help the Leafs out with that. They could retain 50%. Lindgren. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. on. And yeah, I I don't know. Right hand shot. Um, He, okay. If it was last year, I'd be like, absolutely not like that guy is a shell of his former self, but this year he's been able to stay relatively healthy. He's back playing in the top four. So if the ducks decide they don't want to resign him, then I think that'd be perfect because they have so many of these young guys coming up that, because for one example I have, and I'll keep it short, but Axel Anderson is a guy that they have there that he plays the similar style. He's a right-hand shot and he's been, he's been ready to be called up. Yo. I have never been more right about anything in my life than how dumb the Bruins were to get Andre Kasha. Yeah. If you talk about Axel bad. Anderson, yeah. I'll never forget that <laughs> freaking trade. Oh, idiots. That's got Jacob idiots. Perot out of it, the Ducks. Oh, the Bruins. Oh, yeah, God. Uh, hey, this is weird, but talk about games themselves. Um, I'm going to get, I have daily face off here because there's something very interesting going on in Toronto. The guys kind of talked about, about it uh, a little earlier. Spreading the love. Here are some of the lines that's been around. Top line of Matthews, Kasha, Bunting. Second line, Mikheyev, Tavares, Mitchell, Marner. Heard of him. Third line of Kampf, Kerfoot, Nylander. And then Simmons, Fetson, Angus, whatever. Uh, they're spreading the boys out. Keith's, uh, Keith's doing some tests. Circa 2016 Penguins. Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's a good, you know, that's, that's fair. It's, um... It's very well, I don't think they ever had wingers that are like, hey, I got Marner. Like Phil's Phil's not as good as Nylander, I'd say, but it's still, you know, uh they they it was more down than even if no hmm. mm, oh, no, shut up. Oh, shut I don't up. know about that, about Phil. I don't know. It's like at the, the Nylander t- line? at the time, yeah. At the time he was still putting up over a point per game. Nylander could put up 90 points on Pittsburgh on that power play hundred percent. So is the Nylander line the new HBK line? Um, okay. Daniel, 
Yes. Let them win a playoff round yeah. before you compare <laughs> Daniel, them to most. Yeah, please. I'm sorry. I'm I can't, playing at Edmonton I can't Oilers do this, media I right can't now. Do I'm it sorry. <laughs> I don't want to hear like I don't want to hear about any comparisons. Let this team just win. I just something. I just want one time a wrestler to promote one of the uh, the Leafs lines. You know, Man, is that too much to ask? Did Sean Michael give a? a did you think care? He was there, right? He was there. He had a game. He had a really. Uh, he had a video. Yeah. No, he has not watched hockey since. Would be my guess. I think he's um. No, I think he's like a Lightning fan. Oh no, that's not him. That's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's yeah, actually Hulk a Lightning Hogan. fan. Yeah. It was SR Edge and Christian. Wait, why are can't they? they promote the Leafs? They're Wait, from Toronto. Are they really? Yeah, no, well, you, they were thinking they were Leafs fans, but uh, they've listened. You used, used to listen to their podcast, and they were all about the Lightning. Oh um, no! Yeah, they're local boys from Orangeville. Yeah, I can live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think it's interesting that they did this. Also, I'd like to point out that Ilya Mikheyev is playing in the top six. Please what I've been, uh, what I have been pardoned. You score some goals and good things happen. It's what I've been asking for for a couple of years and uh, finally happy it's done. But I think overall, like just the idea of splitting those three guys in particular up. No, it's just never been done uh, on this team. Like usually it's been Matthews and uh, Nylander to start. And then Marner was kind of on his own with JVR and Bozak. And then it became Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Marner. And we and then it obviously switched when Keith took over, but we've never seen them separated. And I think it gives the team a little more depth uh, down the lineup. I know Keith, like I think halfway through the game last night, it's like, yeah, this isn't happening anymore, and kind of switched back to the regular line. But I do think it's an option when when needed. Mm. Well, that's it. It's oh, my mic is swinging away oh. from me. That was scary. Um, oh, it's getting loose on the stand. That's why. Uh, well, just think of it like this. They were losing. Um, if, yeah. if Campbell's in net, does that game go the same way? No. Um, but it was, they were fought, you know, they needed the offense. It's kind of like you'd like to separate dry side and McDavid. When you're losing by two in the third, you ride them. Right. Right. And- the Malkin Crosby situation, like earlier in their career, that always happened that they were down. And I know it's not the same, but this happened before where it was Malkin, Crosby, Jordan Stahl, all in the same line. Wow. Uh, I will say the biggest thing from last night's game, they did come back from a lead. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I'm like, wow, that's what it feels like to come back from a lead. It was just, it was interesting. You know, I haven't felt that for some time. Um, felt that since what game four <clears throat> against Columbus? I'm not sure of the date. I, I try not to remember the dark days. Oh, okay. Yes. I try not to remember the dark days. I'm sure in like three years you will not want to remember this season. I know you. Will. <laughs> I try not to. Man, I'm not over 17, 18. You think I'm over this? Yeah. Uh, oh. Um. No, I. I just they came back from a lead, and I'm like I was kind of happy. I, I. I want to point out something from the Anaheim game, though. I am still a huge believer that John Gibson is a hell of a goalie. Are there people who say otherwise? No, Not I just think, podcast. I think, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just think the attention he's gotten uh, has died off a little bit. I, I'm acknowledging your point. You said the dying off. Yeah. Daniel, can you, re- what did you say on this podcast? What I said, he said, I said, no one, no one on this podcast. Oh, no one podcast doubts John Gibson. trying to slander me again. I'm no. like, Daniel, what? are we going How? for round no. three? We're not, no, we're not. No. 
No, I think uh, like you remember a few years ago when Anaheim were like decent in the playoffs, John Gibson got a lot of attention. And and then as they had to go through this weird retool slash rebuild, uh, the, the attention to John Gibson kind of faded away because I don't think he was performing up to the ability that he was being because the team in front of him was not great. I just think the way he still plays that game, I'm like, wow, that's John Gibson. It's only been Dmitry Filipovic saying, poor John Gibson. You want a guy who gives proper attention to some of the better players in the States that we don't talk about too much? Dmitry Filipovic. Oh, guy, guy puts these great things together from a car. Philip Forsberg, too. Uh, Dmitry Filipovic, for so many reasons, is such a great follow on Twitter. I want to mention that. Oh, man, uh, his podcast is so good. It is. It, it, it is. It is. It is. I'm not obviously a big guy of listening to people talk about analytics, but he's still uh, pretty entertaining to listen to. Anything else on Toronto you want to mention before we head to 32 thoughts? Where you go? Let in less than four goals per game. Yep, no yeah. yeah. It's hard to make, it's hard to say much about a game in January. Yeah. It is the thing, especially for this team. If you're winning. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean when you're winning. Like when you have a solid when you have a solidified playoff spot, essentially, it's just what am I supposed to take from a game in January? Is my is it's hard. Okay. Um, note from 32 Thoughts. Friedman said that a number of Canucks forwards outside of JT Miller are being discussed, aka other teams are interested. Uh, it doesn't include uh Patterson or Horvat. Uh, Connor Garland's one of the big names. The Rangers, Boston, Calgary are interested, and New Jersey is in there too. Uh, if you think of Connor Garland, my goodness, does do all those teams, aka Calgary, Rangers, Boston, all just fit the mold that bastards in? That and isn't it funny that Jim Benning gave up? Garland's good, but they just made that big trade to bring him in and gave him an extension. Yeah, and I mean, like I, I think you. I just I think it's it's hard for me to say that was a bad move in particular with Garland. I just he's a good player, man. Like we saw it last year in in Arizona for a team that pardon lots of swagger on. Yeah, like it's just hard for hard for me to look back on that. Like I don't necessarily think Garland is a guy they should be trading. Like I'm, I don't. It depends on the direction they want to go. Like they have a pretty good top six but the but the problem is is because their defense isn't as strong you're gonna have to give up from somewhere and maybe losing a top six forward to replenish that d might have to be done and again i'm surprised brock besser's name was not brought up i was surprised there too yeah um connor garland it, it was weird to me when i saw his name in trade discussions because his age, like I guess his trajectory of how he's been the last few years, I really thought that it was going to fit the mold of what the Canucks are trying to build with the young guys there. And to see him there, it's just maybe he'll get something out of value there. But I always expected a JT Miller to trade rumor to really kind of dominate everything right now. Uh, moving on, where else shall we go? Where else shall we go? But it looks like Horvat won the Civil War. That was apparently going on. Two more oh things. Would you want to go Vancouver or do we want to go to Anaheim? Of course, we're going to go Anaheim, guys. Come on. Um, Pat Verbeek 
Luke Nolan is one of the guys in the running for the GM job. Apparently, they're closing in on it. Uh, Freeman mentioned. Pat Verbeek, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not? Uh, anyway, um, it's going to be nice to see. It, it's it's interesting because I think Matthew Darsh is in there. Can you imagine if Vancouver, Anaheim, Montreal all go through and Matthew Darsh doesn't get a job? And if Martin Manning Jr. is the GM and you kept it from Montreal, I will come for you, Anaheim. Is, is, Steve, is Steve Eiserman just going to be creating uh, general managers for the foreseeable future? Of course. Th- this will be GM his, this will He will be a GM factory. Ian Kucherov, while he's been injured, is actually taking finance uh, yeah. lessons. He's been, uh, St- uh, Steve Eiserman's just been teaching general manager classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Nikita, Kuch- Nikita Kucherov every draft being the one who announced the draft picks now. Exactly. Exactly. He's just he's slobber on the oh, number one. But, uh, what a loser! What a loser! Cheating bastards. Uh, we can also finish off talk about weird, weird. No, probably should have bit of a flat way to start to end the episode. Well, no offense to the Panthers here, um, who are really good, very, very, really good, very good, good, good team. We know the Florida are going to be in on a lot of players trying to make some big trades to um, make their team better. You know, they're obviously one of the big players in the East. Owen Tippett seems to the former Mississauga Steelhead uh, seems to be center stage when it comes to any of their trade talks. Uh, so basically what I hear from that is it's going to be Tippett and a third for Ben Chirot. Wow. Really? Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a bit here. Okay. You know who, you know who I bet would really love Owen Tippett? Uh, Boston? The Arizona Coyotes. Why? Well, I mean, former first round pick kind of fits the description of uh, what they're looking for in Jacob Chicken Trade. Controllable asset. So what? What if it was like Lawson Kraus, Tippett, and then a first, and then something else? Lawson Kraus. Lawson Kraus is on the Coyotes. He's well, he was drafted by Florida. He's I knew that. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was just thinking of who's a first round, but yeah, you're right. Because um, obviously they don't want to give up. They don't want to give up Knight or Lundell. I'm trying to think what else they have. Epidemi's a second rounder, I think. No, I like a work. Or Ben Girot. Yeah. Or Ben, ben Girot. Sure, Ben Girot. You avoid saying his name, Alex. I it? just said Ben Girot. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not sure. I, I always kind of feel with Florida, like, don't they have already, like, a Mackenzie, like, and they have Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah, but, yeah, but he's Weger's, a defensive, defensive guy. Yeah. Jacob Trickle. Well, yeah, but he's, no, no, like no, no I'm talking about Ben Sherrod and Mackenzie Weger. What, no, 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 what are we, what are we talking about here? Mackenzie Weger, okay, Weger is not just a defensive defense. What are you talking about? His advanced numbers, I, he's like a better puck mover than Ekblad. No, 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 I'm saying Sorry, like, why the would they get Ben? Trying to have. I'm trying to say why did Florida? Why would Florida get Ben Sherratt if if they have like someone already like Mackenzie Weger? Because why? Okay, okay. Simple as this: Who do you want going into a scrum, Ben Sherratt or Mackenzie Weger? You want Sherratt there. Not to mention, again, it's. Why do you keep punching? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's not. It's by accident. It's actually by accident. I'm trying to do a bit, and you're making sense. It's by accident. I'm sorry. I won't make sense anymore. Why do you give up? Why did Tampa need to go get David Savard? Because they could. They want to be over the top, and I think if you're the Panthers, you want to be over the top. Okay. Okay. Is the way I would look at it. Good sir. 
I support you. But do you support Ben Chirot? I feel like this no, this this I entire don't. podcast is anti Ben Chirot. No, I'm not anti Ben Chirot. I'm anti saying Ben Chirot is a needle mover. I just dropped and- something. Alex, I don't think you would trade Neves, Amirov, and a first for Chikrin, would you? No, I definitely would. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, that's, we'll find out next episode on how cheap. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? That well, fits wait, the wait, package of what they want. First and Neves for Jacob Chikrin. I don't see why not. Last episode, did you or did you not tell me that if, if there's a, if a player like Jacob Chikorin is available, you should go after him? Oh, no, I thought you were saying you wouldn't, and I'm like, no, I you, would. What? Okay, yeah, I mean, good, good, good. I mean, that's a similar that's a similar package to like Jake Muzzin, to be honest. No, no, it's. I not. mean, no, like, it's not. No, it's not. Like Matthew Nye is is like a Carl Gunstrom. No, no, it's not. No, it's okay. Then I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. I mean, like Amirov is like the more upside there. Yeah. I I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one, Daniel. I think I I don't think that's a that's a comparable. I think Amirov Amirov and what do you mean? I don't think I I, if I'm Arizona, I don't take that. Well, there's probably better packages available, but it's it fits the description of what they're asking for. Lily Green and Mirov in the first. But I I don't think they want Lily Green. Yeah, but if they did, young defense. And I, I would rather like, them take. I, I think they'd rather have Matthew Nyes over Timothy Lilligren. Well, I, I don't like. I think. I think a hundred percent. I want both. <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> I, I didn't. No, so what was the original? So it was Nyes, Amirov, Nyes, Amirov, and first. I think Nyes and Amirov are better than Sean Dursey and. Brown Bracco uh, in the second. Uh, yeah, and Carl Gunshin and Carl Gunshin yeah. for okay, sure, okay. for sure. Okay. Well, that's everything. Um, next episode, we'll continue to ask Alex what's the value of a player. Would you trade Matthews and Marner for McDavid? You're Toronto. Come Matthews on. and Marner? Yeah. No, I don't think I really- Alexander. <laughs> Alexander. I'll stand by that one. You're saying no, you wouldn't. Yeah. Can we make that the clip, the preview, and just to get reaction? You would not trade Matthews and Marner for the best player in the National Hockey League. Correct. Daniel, can you please do the outro? I'm too appalled. Well, guys, it's been fun. Thanks again for listening to the Two on One podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Rose Rion. Spotify, TikTok. Apple Podcasts, got that there. Um, be sure to check out Adam's YouTube channel. Thank you. Alex's work right now with the CEBL. We've been liking it so far. Uh, my stuff for CGRU. And before we go, thank you again, Voice Ed, for being an excellent platform. And we will see you guys Wednesday when we go back to How Cheap Is Alex bit. Great, Petrie. <laughs>